0: This is the Love Rugby League podcast, bringing you the latest Rugby League news, talking points and exclusive interviews. Listen as fellow fans and experts discuss the burning issues in the game and share their bold predictions. We're out every Wednesday to look ahead to your Rugby League weekend.
3: Welcome to the Love Rugby League podcast, I'm Drew Derbyshire, your host today in the absence of James Gordon who's loving life in Roma, Italy, Uh, if we could all be Gordon for a minute eh, Uh, I'm joined by Josh McAllister, uh, my trusty colleague at Love Rugby League as well, Uh, we've got the big interview coming up with Ryan Hall, uh, the recent England call up and obviously Hulkier winger. Who joins George Riley for the big interview? But first of all, Josh, we'll look back at last week's games and last week's action. On Thursday, Hull FCB uh, leads 31 points to 8. It was the Jay Connor show, if you like. Just give me your thoughts on, on that one. Yeah,
4: Leeds look like they're struggling a little bit, don't they? Err. Uh... Hull looking good, Jake kind of looking good. I think he's making a point for himself. Obviously the his the big thing surrounding him is his England his England absence. He's not being called up. So I don't know if he's trying to prove a point. Two tries and an assist. That takes him to ten assists for the season I so, which is the most in the competition alongside two Lola here. Leeds will be at various points with their, with their performance. Richard guy said yesterday he takes full uh, responsibility for it, so We'll see how they react this weekend.
3: Yeah, it was a, a really, really poor performance from Leeds, I think. And, and that was one of the worst performances I've, I've seen from the Rhinos in, in some time. I know they've, they had a couple of players out, but it's not really an excuse. You, you should be performing better on, on home soil. They will be looking to turn that around. I think they've got... Uh, Salford Salford this week yeah thank you very much you Josh the team news on that um, Friday's game so Wakefield beat Toulouse 18 in what was dubbed a relegation decided by some already Josh uh, Wakefield took the spoils in that one and, and Toulouse couldn't quite get it over the line yeah
4: that could the only the only flip side is that is now Toulouse have to win their home game against Wakefield don't they because let's be honest it, look, it's early in the season but looking at it, it looks like those two are going to be the two Fighting for relegation, so now to lose his home fixture against Wakefield's more important
3: than ever. Yeah, right. I assume that Wakefield coach Willie Porchman would have been a, a very relieved man after last Friday's game at Bellevue. HKR beat Salford 26-16 at the AJ Bell Stadium. H was in a comfortable position at half time, I think it was 18-nil up. Salford produced a little bit of a second half fight back, but What's happened to the Red Devils, Josh? Because they started the season so brightly under Paul Rowley.
4: Yeah, that's their third straight defeat, isn't it? Uh, they opened the season with a win against Toulouse. Uh, who did they beat in round two?
3: Pass, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> but then they did, they did yes, lose to... But then they've gone on... They, they lost heavily against Hull, didn't they? They did,
4: yeah. And now they've lost two, two more since then. So, uh, yeah, they'll be... Looking to oh, they, they beat Castleford in, more, beat in Castleford, front of more than 10,000, 10, that sure was it. That, yeah.
3: uh, and Friday's other game saw the champions continue marching on with a 28 points to two victory over local rivals Warrington. I was expecting much more from Warrington in, in the game. I thought, I didn't think many players stood up for, for the Wolves. I thought George Williams was good. His kicking game directed the Wolves around the park uh, pretty well, but I, I don't think... Uh, Many more stood up to the test, but Saints Saints are just too good, aren't they?
4: It's hard to see who's going to beat him again this season. And For Warrington, it's kind of the same sort of uh, situation as Leeds. They should be doing a lot better than they are. There's a lot of talk around there, forward pack. I know you're a big fan of Billy Magulius, so uh, there'll be a lot of pressure on him when he comes back to see if he can make a bit of a difference because I think the Middles are getting bullied at the minute, aren't they?
3: definitely uh, and I was impressed with Sione Mateus here again he's running away with the points at the at the top of the Man of, Man of Steel rankings but uh, what have you seen for the next two weeks now well not for the next two weeks he's, he's actually been ruled out for four to six weeks uh, through injury as well um, Alex Wormsley also facing two weeks on the sidelines for Saints which is which is a blow they to lose uh, in Toulouse on Saturday uh, just looking back at last Saturday's action Josh Huddersfield picked up another win uh, against Castleford 36-24 they ran out winners uh, in that one uh, and they look good Ian Watson side this season
4: yeah second in the table I think now aren't they I didn't watch the game myself but I imagine with a score like that in the highlights I've seen that's some entertaining game uh, on camera on the Saturday afternoon
3: yeah I think it was Ricky Latelli who scored a hat-trick inside 16 minutes or something like that um, but it's not been a good start for, for Castleford under Lee Radford has it no it's
4: another team with a bit of
3: pressure on them it's,
4: it's still early days They'll still be learning new systems there's plenty of new players in there but yeah there's going to be lots of pressure in them on them for the next couple of weeks i think
3: people just need to give castleford a little bit of time uh, i think it was eight new signings that they made in the off season and obviously a new coach coming in and Daryl Powell who was who was obviously a loved man At the jungle, he he obviously moved on to Warrington, so you've got a new coaching philosophy there under Lee Radford so I I do think they will be okay but they just need a little bit of time Uh, Saturday's other fixture Catalan's 28-0 winners against Wigan, the result not surprising but maybe the scoreline Josh?
4: Yeah, I was in the pub in Blackpool and I was fighting with Six Nations in the United game so obviously I had no chance of watching it and as a Wigan fan I'm probably pretty glad, I think a lot of the talk was Catalan's place the weather better. I think two or three of the trials were from Kicks, weren't they? So they, just, they were just a little bit smarter. Uh, of course, the big talk point is that as well was uh, as, as what Messenger described as a mass brawl, but got a few comments on that. I don't think it was quite that, was it, Drew? It wasn't exactly what we saw. It, it actually, wasn't exactly a mass brawl. <laughs> it wasn't but, Gareth Hock mass brawl, was it? But
3: it was a punch-up, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and we don't see too many punch-ups in, in Super League or in Rugby League um, these days. You obviously see a, a few scuffles and melees in games when when those are coming together, but... Uh, you don't normally see many many punches thrown. So, as a result, Cade Ellis of, of Wigan has received a five-match ban from the disciplinary panel and Desari has re- received a three-match ban. Uh, so, obviously, that they'll be... Out for a for a while a big blow for, for Wigan Josh Cade Ellis seems to have played every game this season so far.
4: Yeah, he's brought a bit of an impact into the forward pack. One one talking point was the Catalan's forward led with his arm a little bit in a tackle, and that's been the talk on social media. So, but that never got that never got brought up. he never got a separate band for that. So obviously, that's what led to the bit of a bit of a fight. Um, yeah, it will be a miss, Cade Ellis, but it gives a chance for uh, even Havard to come back into uh, into the squad. Here's the good,
0: the bad and the ugly from the past
3: week. On to this week's the good, the bad and the ugly now. Uh, Josh, we've got the good first. We'll, we'll get the good news out of the way before we, we go on to the, the bad and ugly. The, the good news will surely be the, the Challenge Cup 6th round, yeah. do you reckon? Yeah, the draw was a good draw,
4: Barrel. Barrow got Huddersfield at home. Um uh, they'll be hoping to attract a few and that's been picked for BBC as well, I believe. Uh the champions, St Helens, travelling uh to Whitehaven.
3: Yeah, that's live on the Sportsman and and I think that's great for Whitehaven, isn't it? Because I think I think that. there was eight, eight only eight hundred fans for, for the fifth round tie against York. So hopefully they can they can get a massive gate at the recreation ground. I, I hope they can get over five thousand, I think a lot of Saints fans will also be glad with the draw because they've got someone outside of Super League and they go into a ground that they don't normally go to. I think I read somewhere that the last time that Saints actually played at Whitehaven was in 2001 or something like that. So I do think Saints might even take more than 1,000, 2,000 fans to, to Whitehaven.
4: Yeah, it's a different trip for them. And that brings up the conversation of should Super League clubs be entered into the competition a little bit earlier to give these lower league clubs a chance of a bigger game there's a bit of a, a gap so let's say St Helms travel to a League One side or even an NCL side if they got that far there was going to be a big scoreline but in terms of behind the gate and the money pumped into the club there's obviously the benefits there
3: Yeah and I think it creates a, a bit of a feel good factor around the club uh, as well so I think if if the Super League clubs entered the competition maybe just a round earlier then it, they'd all, all be, always be facing either a championship or a League One side which I think will be good um, I just think it creates a bit of a a nice vibe around a certain club there'll be certainly a lot of focus on Whitehaven that week when they take on Saints we've already had a piece on uh with the Whitehaven directors as well so uh, make sure to to check it out we'll just go through the drawing in full Josh Catland's are at home to Featherstone it's a, a very tough uh, trip for, for Rovers fans but Rovers fans will also be loving that because they'll get to yeah, get the chance to, to go over to Perpignan. Whitehaven versus Saints, as we've mentioned. Warrington taking on Wakefield uh, and Wigan taking on Salford. both of those games are live on Premier Sports. Hull uh, are taking on Lee, who obviously beat Bradford in Monday Night Rugby League. I'm Could there be something... a, a little bit of an upset there, do you think, Josh? Yeah, I was just about to say, I don't think that's been picked
4: up for a television coverage, has it? Which has surprised me because surely that's two entertaining teams that, that will produce... Some some magic mm-hmm. that'd be good to watch. They could be. Lee will well, go into it his underdogs, but they might fancy the chances to show off their potential Super League credentials.
3: Definitely. Uh, Leeds taking on Castleford, uh, West Yorkshire Derby there at Headingley. Uh, that one's on the BBC. Sheffield are at home to Hull FC. That's also a- another uh, club in the spotlight. Sheffield, of course, the infamous Challenge Cup 1988 winners. Over Wigan at Wembley. Um, could there be an upset on the cards though? Do you think, or do you think Hull FC are too uh, strong? It
4: might be a little bit too much to ask. Um, depends as well where home is for Sheffield at that time. I don't think they're, they're set to move into the new ground by then. So I think the game. I'm not sure if they've confirmed whether. Uh, I don't. Uh, no, I don't the game, think they've, yeah. kept, they've I, confirmed imagine, the venue yet. Yeah, possibly Doncaster, which is obviously where they played their home matches last year. Uh, I don't think an upsets on the cards there, but I hope they prove me wrong.
3: Right. Well, if Mark if Mark Aston's listening to the podcast, Josh, you, you might be getting a phone call uh, <laughs> if they do cause an upset. <laughs> we'll move on, and Barrow have got Huddersfield as well yes. uh, up in Cumbria right, on the Sunday. Um, that should be a, a good one because Barrow have, have done quite well in getting uh, fans through the gates. Uh, this season the bad Josh has got to be suspensions yet again I think suspensions have been the bad uh, on the Love the League podcast for for a good five or four weeks now um, the The standout ban has got to be Cade Ellison, Jordan uh, Desaria of the Catalan Dragons hasn't it uh, Ellis receiving five match ban and Desaria receiving three match ban it was it was a it was a punch up Josh as we, as we mentioned before but do you think the ban's a bit too harsh, or do you think it's it's sufficient?
4: Yeah, five games is a big chunk of the season, isn't it? Um, I get that they're trying to protect the sport as players, but when, a f- when two players stand up and on their own and scrap against each other, that's on them, I suppose. I don't know if the ban needs to be as long as five games and three games. You say it's a big chunk. Yeah, uh, I've got
3: to say, I think it's a little bit harsh. Yeah. Obviously, obviously the, the players are going to get banned for having a punch up, there's, there's no doubt about that, but I do think five games is a long time. I think. I only think the players threw one punch each, uh, by the looks of it on the, on the video clip. So I, I do think it's harsh. Obviously, they're doing it to try and teach the players that you can't be having punch ups anymore in games. But the Biff's well, but the then we're seeing one of Wigan's star signings over the off season. He, he's missing effectively a fifth of the season just because of a punch up. Um, so I do think it's a little bit harsh. Uh, what are the other vans then, Josh? Kane Evans of Hull. Uh, I think he's only played two games for Hull, and he's he's uh, he's received a two-match ban from the match review panel.
4: Yeah, the other one for me is Sio you know, Matata. We talked about him. Obviously, he's he's out anyway with injury. But I thought his card was a little bit soft. I thought his hit on George Williams was low. It was a tackle, and he wrapped his arms around. It. And I didn't think it was too late. I thought it was a little bit soft. Eventually, you players are just not going to touch the kicker in in. That they're going to get some sort of banner or card. So, you know, as the game progresses, we might just see that the kicker has all the time in the world to to make to make that kick in worry of a ban mm. So I thought that one was a little bit harsh.
3: Yeah, I thought it was harsh at the time. Uh, Wigan prop Brad Singleton uh, is going to miss the next two games as well. He's been charged with a grade B late hit on the passer uh, following his side's defeat in, in Perpignan. We've seen plenty of those late hit charges, and uh, and I don't think. Uh, Wigan coach Matt Pete had, a, had an issue with it, did no,
4: he? No, he said in his pre-match press conference that he had no complaints. So Obviously, that's another missing forward for Wigan. But as he said, that just gives a chance for some, some another youngster or two to shine. So let's see how they go.
3: And just on Sione Mataiti, as we mentioned before, he's got two-match ban. He'll, he'll obviously miss up to the next four to six weeks anyway with injury. But he's got a two-match ban uh, for a late hit on George Williams. I, I remember watching this at the time uh, in full flight. And I didn't think it was that late at all on Williams. Um, you've got to put pressure on the kicker, haven't you? Uh, and, and, that, and that's what you taught from by the coaches and, and from your peers at an early age that you've got to put pressure on the the halfbacks. You, you can't let them get the ball away. But I did. See, I remember seeing it in full flight, and I thought it was it was very harsh for for it to be a penalty at the time. He never mind 2 too much. Right, he, he
4: wrapped his arms. He tackled low. Nothing was high and it. <laughs> If it was late, it was by a millisecond. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. We're very harsh on that one. And it seems to be we're talking about suspensions every week, but that just happens to be the talking points, isn't it, of the sport at the minute? To, yeah, definitely. Maybe le- players learn or they get a little bit less less, ban happy,
3: I yeah. uh, To lose prop, Ellis Robson has received a one-match ban as well, uh, as well as Leeds prop. Uh, Matt Priory misses the Salford game this week with a, a one-match ban. Uh, just on the ugly then, Josh, uh, it's got to be Joe Cater's injury, hasn't it, of Hull FC?
4: Yeah, made his return, didn't he, against Leeds, and then um, there's, there's that picture on social media him screaming out, probably both in pain and in disbelief of what's happened, obviously he's spent a large chunk of the season out, so um, yeah, very disappointing. I think you wrote on loverableleague.com that he's vowed to come back bigger and better, Um, so yeah, best wishes to him,
3: you don't want to see that for a player. It's just devastating, isn't it, that he spends seven months out with the Achilles injury, he's doing all his rehab and all the things right to to come back bigger and better anyway, and he makes his return last week and then has to go off just minutes after entering the field with the exact same injury, it's a recurrence, Uh, you can only imagine what he he would have been going through uh, over this last week or so, and, and getting his head around dealing with uh, being out for such a, a length of time. Uh, just looking ahead now, Josh, that's the good, the bad, and the ugly done. We'll, we'll look ahead to this weekend's fixtures quickly. Uh, we can take on Castleford in in the Thursday night televised game. Where, where do you see that one going?
4: Yeah, I'm off to that game some. Make sure you keep an eye on for the match report. For me, it's got to be Wigan that we're looking to bounce back. But again, all that pressure on Castleford, they might go there as underdogs, so there might be less pressure on them in a way, but also pressure at the same time, if that makes any sense. Um, I think we're in for a, a quite insane game, but yeah, my, my uh, prediction would be
3: Wigan. Yeah, no no, Cade pr- um, Ellis or Brad Singleton for Wigan in that one, though. Um, Friday's games now. There's two games on Friday. Catlan playing on a Friday night at home. Uh, which is a bit of an unusual one against Hull KR. Do you think another win for the Dragons?
4: Yeah, I think so. I think it's a big ask for Hull KR. I think they're making the one-day trip. Uh, they might have watched what Wigan did and said that didn't work. So <laughs> now they, They've gone for a one-day trip. That was no disrespect to Wigan there. That ten-day trip obviously will do them favours, I reckon, in the future for how much team bonding they'll get out of it. I think it's a big ask for Hulk KR. They've got no Lachlan Coote, no Kaylinette, no Dean Hampley, so, uh and obviously Dylan App is back for Catalans. So uh, I
3: think the Dragons pick up the victory there and Leeds travel to the A.J. Bell on Friday to, to to take on Salford
4: who would have thought that would be a bottom of the table clash at this point
3: <laughs> you, you are both, right both,
4: uh, both teams looking for both teams in,
3: yeah both teams in very poor form as well so it's it's pretty massive that game in, yeah, in many I, respects I
4: think, I think as the season goes on they'll both get to their best and I don't think they'll be anywhere near relegation in fact I think Salford are mid-table and Leeds are what one, one win out of five so if there's pressure on both of them, they'll both want to win that game. But I think they'll both be pretty comfortable.
3: Saturday sees the return of the Channel 4 coverage. Uh, Josh Warrington taking on Wakefield. I don't think it's exactly uh, a standout game for Channel 4 to cover at the Halliwell jones Stadium. But uh, we'll roll with it nevertheless. Where do you see that one going?
4: Yep, yeah, another game of pressure on both sides. Wakefield may have a bit of a buzz following their first one of the season. Warrington wanting to, to bounce back a little from their uh, disappointing performance at St. Helens. I, I'll go for a a Warrington win because they're at home.
3: Yeah, I'd go for a Warrington win as well. St. Helens travel to winless Super League newcomers to lose on Saturday. I, I can only see that going one way with all respect to Toulouse.
4: Again, there'll be no pressure on Toulouse. They're playing the champions so uh, they might just see that as uh, as what, what can we do to put pressure on this team and and see what they can produce and take forward.
3: But you never know, Saints are missing three players for the trip, Joe Batchelor, Alex Wormsley, Sione Mettetier, I think Jack Wellsby faces a late fitness test, you never know, that would be some scalp for, for Toulouse to get the first win in Super League over Saints. They nearly did it against Wigan
4: as well, so... They play the same, and you know they they might play conditions, and they're at home. So
3: and they they've got a few ex saints playing as well, Dom Peru, Joseph Paulo. Uh, so you never know. Uh, Sunday, there's one game on Sunday this week. Huddersfield travel to Hull. That's a big one.
4: Yep, yeah, another big one. They'll both be uh, sniffing around the playoffs at the end of the season. I think they might have, they might both be in there come into the season. I'll I'll tip an away when I, I'll go for Ian Watson's Giants.
3: I'll go for it. Ian Watson's Giants as well, Josh. Uh, I'll I'll follow you uh, in that one. I think Audisfield have got a fly in this season, and I've been I've really enjoyed watching them in the games that that I've uh, I've managed to get to. So, yeah, I'm tipping tipping the Giants. That's enough talking from from me and you, Josh. We'll head over to the big interview now. George Riley sits down with Ryan Hall. Keep up with all things
0: Rugby League, 24-7. Head on over to loverugbyleague.com.
2: Welcome to The Big Interview, a weekly look at life and league with one of the sport's biggest names and this week's guest is England's latest call-up and also one of their longest serving the nation's top tri-scorer, Ryan Hall.
1: How are you? Uh, George, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm not bad. Yeah, yeah. Enjoying my uh, evening's. I yeah. uh, we'll just put the kids to bed, uh, just started the fire, so my wife's uh, sat in front of the fire. I've come here to speak uh, speak for 15 minutes with you.
2: Oh, well, very good. That's one way to avoid the impending hike in energy costs, is make your own fire. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just set curtains on fire, that'll that do. <laughs>
2: um, I put my England top on for you to welcome you back to the England setup. Uh How does that feel? Did, did you think that ship had sailed, or, or do you think it would come um, back?
1: I you know, you never know. Uh, I'm really happy for it. Uh, I know that. Yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't like to have thought uh, that ship had sailed. Um, and just because I'm back in the training squad doesn't mean you know anything really. Um, obviously, I'm back amongst the pack, if you will. Um, uh, I get to have a shot at you know getting an England shirt now, uh, which is uh, you know the starting blocks. Um, I'm really happy for that. I'm, I love playing for England every time I do. And like you say, I'm quite a long server. Um, Hopefully I've got a little bit more to give. I asked um,
2: I asked Tony Smith, your coach at Hull KR, uh, a week or so ago, after after that news came out about recall, whether whether you thought you were still the best winger around. And he said, Well you'd have to ask Ryan that. But I think I think he I think he thinks he is. There's no reason to doubt himself. So do you? I'll ask you. Do you do you still think you're on, on the day um
1: i don 't know I like everyone 's different out there like you 've always got to rate yourself if I never you know if don 't rate yourself you 'd never be a professional player um, so you know I always think you know well of myself and that 's just got to trans uh, transpose into the performances onto the pitch and um what makes a good winger uh, what well, it's all depends on what what you have to really there's the different styles i 'm certainly one style uh, and there 's a couple of um, decent ones out there and uh, different styles and um so it's, it's what the coach wants at the end of the day.
2: What is your style then? What's your
1: um, telling point? Well, I, think? I, like to think, I like to think I'm hardworking. Um, I do like to think that, even though it, it's hard for me to do that because I'm a, more, of a bigger build. It takes a bit more energy for me to do that. But I do like to think um, I'm, I'm hardworking. I think it, uh, rather than just finishing things off for a team, I'd like to um, lay some foundations for a team. Uh, you know because uh, regular uh, wingers get to carry on players one or two early in the sets and uh, I, I like to get things started uh, for the team in a positive manner
2: is, is longevity as a winger is it harder in that position because w- when you get older as, as everyone does at the same pace you do get slower uh, and there's nowhere to hide if you're a slow winger I don't know how, I, don't, no. I gen- genuinely don't know if you've lost pace or not you probably will but like if you're in the middle in the pack and you're still an old head you, you know you could be a James Graham you could still do it but if you're out there on the wing and you get the ball and there's a chance to go, if you've lost pace, everyone will know you've lost pace.
1: Yeah, well, um I think pace is, is something that's, you know, you know, the wingers, you know, traditionally, you know, they're the, the fast ones and stuff like that, but I don't, I've never seen it like that, even though I have had uh, pace in the past um, and I've still got a little bit now. Um Like, I don't see it as a number one key act- attribute for the wing. You know, you do need to maybe, you know, flood back and you know, do some cover tackles, or you know, once you once you get to space, you can finish him off, and that's what I'm. We're talking about the different styles of wingers. Um, like you can't have it all. I don't think you have got to have, you have got to give up. You know, maybe some size. You know, to get that speed because it's just it's a you know laws, laws of physics. You know, some the bigger objects don't move as fast, and um, you can try hard. You can see me trying as hard as I can to move as fast as I can. But um, yeah, I, I think I move fast enough. To play on the wing, I'll say it as that. <laughs> um, if I do, if as soon as I don't move fast enough, I think that's when you, I might start calling time on it.
2: Uh, what did Sean Wayne say when he he told you you were back in? I, I presume he he gave you a call and told
1: you. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was good to hear from him. Obviously, I was very happy to see his name pop up on my phone. Um, he just says, you know, obviously from coaching against me for quite a while, he's always respected, you know, the, with what I've been able to do, and he thinks. Uh, that's going to be important, you know, that style um, to get on the field in the World Cup. Um, and obviously, I said that. Well, that's great. It's great to hear because uh, that's what I can I can do. I can bring myself. Um, obviously, if it goes that far in, into selection, um, I'll obviously uh, give it my all.
2: And, and just one last one on this, has it put the World Cup back in your head? I mean, this is World Cup year, and you know, this would be your last shot at a World Cup. I don't know if it was in your head at the start of the year, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it is now.
1: Well, it was in my at the start of last year. And then, um, yeah. well, I, I suppose it was, a, you know, in my favour, really, uh, how, you know, teams pulled out and then got it got rearranged for, another you know, the year. I know everyone wants to see a World Cup last year, you know, see international teams play. Um, but, it, you know, from my point of view, I wasn't in the running for shirt. So, selfishly, Um it's actually worked out okay, where I'm now actually you know, on the radar. Um, and now I am on the radar But doing my, all, all my, you know, my best to get that shirt at the end of the year. So how's it going at, at Hull
2: KR? I mentioned Tony Smith, you're, you're, you'll know him better than any coach with the dynasty you were involved with together at, at Leeds and obviously Danny Maguire, who you've played with for all those years, is there. Uh, what, what's the atmosphere like over there?
1: It's good, obviously. Um, I'm talking now because we had a win at the weekend. Mm. Uh, if you'd asked me, you know, this time last week when we've just been um beaten heavily by St. ellens, uh, you might get a different tone of the voice, but um things that you know, things change, you know, it's for the positive when you get a win. Um everyone's got spring in the step again again now. Um we don't we have, we've said at the start of pre-season that we don't want to talk about last year because um you know, obviously this is a new year we need to create it again, but we're in exactly the same position as last year. Uh, after five games, we've you know we've uh, shown some good bits. We've won two games, lost three. Um, but like at this point last year, we had a bit of a eureka moment where we just thought, "Ah, we're a team that can do less well and that well. Let's try and do that every game, <laughs> like to the best of our abilities." And that worked really well for us uh, last year. Uh, so we're trying to rekindle some of that, and we know. Uh, one of our big strengths last year was our attack. We, we attacked really fluently. And uh, one of his Achilles heels was his defence. And um, so we've been really trying to work hard on his defence. And it's it's kind of um, set us out of, of you know, sync, really. So one game, we'll we'll, we'll show up on D, but then we'll just cut attack. <laughs> um So it's just piecing it all together. Why does uh, getting, that happen? Uh, for, for like two, it, I don't know. I, if I knew it, we wouldn't do it. If I knew like that, you ask any coach, you know, if, if, if they knew exactly why why that happens, you know, they won't lose again. Um, but it does. Uh, it's just trying to get back. Um, we, we know the season's long. Uh, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. Um, we just want to build and build and build and, you know, hopefully get in the frame for the end of the year.
2: Uh, you mentioned St Helens. I, I don't want to dwell on that, but you certainly were not the only team that Saints do that to. Um, um,
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's important to recognise um, you know what team is what team's doing well because you can learn from your opponents and um, it's fair to say they do quite a lot well across the board. And there's not much that they do wrong, and that's why I think we've conceded 20 points in five games. as um, it as it 28? Um, it's still very very low, and uh, you you've got to admire them sort of things, um, and they are the bar. You know they they've set the bar really high, and uh, I think I think they're a standalone team at the moment out there. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure there's plenty of teams able to catch them up and close that gap and maybe even surpass them. Um, but we'll see uh, coming, coming to the end of the year uh, if that's possible or not.
2: I think you'll be perfectly placed to answer this one, having played in those all-conquering Leeds teams who went through the season, rocked up at Old Trafford at the <laughs> end every October and knew, knew they were going to win. And now Saints are doing that. So, I mean, it's a difficult... It's a very difficult question to answer, but having played in those Leeds teams and having come up against this Saints team the last few years, how do they compare? You know, is this Saints team one of the great Super League teams as that Leeds team was that you played in?
1: You've got to say yes to that. Um, there's only, you know, two teams in, who've done, you know, three years consecutive grand final winners. That's us back in 7, 8 and 9 and um, the Saints, current Saints team who possibly could go 4 in a row. Uh, so you've got to say yes, they are in that elite category of champions. Um, very good team. Obviously, you've you've seen them play. I don't think you, you think you've got to be a rugby league expert to realise, you know, they're an attractive team uh, to watch, and they're, they're certainly very hard to play against. Um, but you know that our competition needs some, you know, someone like that um, just to raise the standards of everyone because we want to play in an elite competition, and we need teams to be very, very good. To be part of that competition, you know, are so they're, they're they're holding up their end of the bargain. Uh, we all need to catch up. Um,
2: I can sense that you still you're still loving your rugby league. You still speak about it as a passionate fan. When, when we, I think when we last did one of these kind of Zoom interviews, you were you were in Australia. Uh, I think it was just before you came oh. home, wasn't it? And it was quite. I mean, you were upbeat and you were very matter of fact, but you know, I think you were pretty pissed off. You know, it was like. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like I've come all this way, and these injuries have just kept keep, keep happening. And I'll probably be be written off as a failure when I go back to England. How, how do you reflect on on the time you had over there? Now, I
1: absolutely loved it. <laughs> you know, I, when I, I Honestly, loved it over there. Um, it got me out of. it did get me out of it because uh, I loved my time there. But I, I changed the scenery from Leeds, uh, yeah. obviously, to living in one of the you know best places in the world, you know, on the east, east coast of Sydney. Um, it, was, it was fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Um, you know, the rugby aside, obviously my family got a great experience and, you know, I really, you know, every, every day, I think we mentioned it at least once about, you know, what we had over there and what, what a good time it was uh, and then bringing the rugby into it. I know injuries, yeah, they weren't, they weren't very favourable for myself and every time it felt like I got a bit of rhythm, something, you know, cropped up and, um it was just a, you know you know <laughs> up battle you know, let's call it that one um but you know that that's you know every rugby player goes to that you know injuries is part of the game um it would play a brutal sport as we do you're bound to get injuries here and there and it just came in that two-year window for me um uh, which kind of you know limited my time there um but um, i'm over that now just would um I, you know i can get i've Certainly played uh, a lot of games last year, and they started the game season alright. So hopefully that can continue as well.
2: Have you ever been bothered by what people say or think? I think I think we've discussed this before. I think I know what the answer is, but I remember you saying <laughs> people will people will say I was I was another Englishman to flop in the NRL. People will decide I'm a failure, but that's because I didn't get to play. Uh, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't get fit, and when I was fit, I couldn't get past. That was an incredible team, and that's just the way it was, right?
1: Yeah, it, it, give all that state, yeah. Um, you know, if people want, you know, people can be fickle, can't they? People can say that. You know, I was, I was a failure, but if, if you look at the wider, you know, spectrums like I didn't make it in the NRL, but I've always, when I played for England against the Aussies, I've always showed up pretty well and they've always respected me that way. So, you know, it was just, you know, the timing, I think that was wrong. I think I would have, you know, there would have been a different story if they had 200% legs, you know, to, to run around with, Um but, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things that, like I say, I won't be too bothered about the people who say that. I didn't go too well. I don't think I'll lose much sleep over that. Uh,
2: just one, one kind of final one on, on league and where, where you are at. Um, how, how long do you play on for? Are you, what's, I, I don't know what your contract situation is. Do you do, you do another one after this one or is this uh, it?
1: I've got, I've got one more year. I've got this one and then, you know, next year as well. Um, but I, I don't know. As long as, long Like I said, as long as I'm fast enough to play on the wing. Uh, and I can still win things that I can win in training. You know what I'm supposed to win in training. I think I'll, I'll just keep going because you know, there's no signs there that I should be stopping. As soon as I do start losing those um, those little battles that I have, you know, uh, with training and on the field, it's uh, I'll start looking in the mirror and ask myself if, if I'm, you know, I'm sure coaches' selections might go against me once I do start going like that as well. So I think the indications will be there. Um, I've just got to uh, be honest with myself. But um, at the moment, I'm still going okay.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much what Sam Tompkins says when I ask him. He said, I, "I, I, love it. I'll keep playing until they tell me that they don't want me anymore, and then I'll do something different." Yeah. Um, pretty much, uh, which brings me on to life after league. And I, I mean, I know you've you've been thinking about that already. You, you know, you've already got projects, haven't you? You've got uh, what's your what's your what's your business that you do when you're not playing? Yeah,
1: just playing in the pipeline. More of these. Um, <laughs> a few more of yeah. uh, these. Um, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a director on a uh, Safety Systems, which is a uh, it's a health and safety, um, a, uh, what do you call it, business that we do, you know, on the construction sites. So you know, oh. the house builders uh, will uh, will service them. So scaffolding tends to go around the outside uh, of the buildings when, when it, once it gets to a certain height, and we, we'll fill, fill the internals. Uh, of the the shell of the house with our raised decking, just so it's safety for builders who are standing on the on the um, on the scaffold on the outside. If they fall into the internal, which is a concrete base, they'll actually land on our raised decking. So it's not a, it's not a big fall, um, you know, down onto the floor. It's um it's it's what's required. Uh, it's a health and safety requirement, so we'll we'll provide that.
2: Well, I, I can tell you understand it because <laughs> you just lost me. <laughs> I mean, it hey, where does that come from? Have you, have you always, had a, always had a passion? Uh,
1: what it I well,
2: thinking with you? Right, I'm not going to be able to retire off my earnings from rugby. I need to. I need to have some. Yeah, that,
1: that's that's bang on. Uh, every rugby, rugby player uh, should be thinking about life after rugby ever since the start. Um, I always knew I wanted to go um, and be like be, be a director of a business. I wouldn't like to sit here, well, be told what to do all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if it could be, you know. You know, my own boss, if you will. Uh, I think that's a, an ideal what people like to do. Uh, and um, it, it, like one of my good friends away from rugby, or, although he's a, a semi professional himself, he, um, he, he's, a brick, he's a bricklayer, well, he's a brick baron. Um, and he said, um, you know, why don't we invest and, you know, do this? It coincides with his business, you know. So the brick, he's got the brickies, and we obviously supply the decking. So when we go to, the price for a job. We can do it together, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one package and, you know, it just made sense. And uh, if, it, if it's if it's easy like that, it's obviously a no-brainer to get started. So you
2: don't ever find yourself, you know, flying down the wing at Craven Park, doing sums about upcoming budgets and pitches and decking?
1: Yeah. No, that, that's normally before the game at James' Room. <laughs> like, uh, sorry, I've just got an email to do. Don't need to give us two seconds. <laughs> I'll be with you. Uh, no, but it does, it does take up quite a bit of my time. But, um, you know, there's, there's lots of hours in the day I can get that done. So, so is that you when,
2: you? when you finish playing, is that you done with rugby and into, into this other thing then?
1: You're not going to be I, a I, wouldn't like, I wouldn't like to say that either, because as I've grown older, um, I do get more of a coach of at times. Oh, really? Um, I once writ, writ it off as I don't think I'm a build for a coach. Is that but your microphone, got older, thing, right? Uh, it's Dishwasher, which is uh, um, not the really well. wife. So it's great. an actual mechanical one. <laughs> so uh, it speaking, <laughs> yeah, It's just finished. Uh, But yeah, um, where was I? Yes, yeah, so I uh, It's Yeah, so I ripped it off, but I, I think I'm more building towards it now. I enjoy you know, well, being able uh, to advise other people on stuff and people, I, th- I think I'm quite approachable. Well, players come, come up to me every now and then saying, oh, what do you think about this? So Sure. Uh, you know, especially wingers uh, at Hull yeah. Um, So it's good to be able to deliver that and um, get a bit of a self you know, enjoyment from it. Um, so I've not written it off yet, so uh, we'll see what comes of that.
2: Uh, you've dropped at least one, possibly two, David Brent references in so far. I, I resisted the urge when your dishwasher went off to say, and that's coming off with tap water, which I could have done.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's, it's a good quality, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of rugby league players who absolutely quote the office for verbatim. I'm staggered by it. You know, yeah. obviously there was you, uh, Stevie Ward, Rob Burrow is
1: still... Still going, yeah. Still, 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 yeah. still, yeah. We're in a group chat, aren't we? And he, he, his name lights up quite a lot, quite regularly.
2: It's, yeah, it's, so where was that? Was that something that was born at, at Leeds where someone just said... No, no.
1: No, I, I watched it uh, in school, really, just like as you do uh, when it when it was on. Well, actually, the first time round, I couldn't watch it because I thought it was cringe, you know, because I, I actually thought it was real, <laughs> you know, the yeah. first, you know, because it's filmed in that in that way, and I, I couldn't, yeah, I, my stomach could turn every time he would do a a Brent. Right. <laughs> Um But yeah, once I got over that. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. What what a show it is. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, rugby players are like that. We were brought up in similar backgrounds, and uh, we really, you know, you know, click with stuff like that. And like yourself, you you could spend all day just living in quotes uh, from the office. You can probably you probably get through the day. You could order your shopping. You could go go fully car up and do all that sort of stuff. And just just use David Brent as a as a template, and you get through all right. (laughs) (laughs) There
2: was one. So I think we mentioned James Graham earlier on in the piece. He, d- he did one interview over in Australia where he started singing. Yeah, I've seen
1: it? it. It was brilliant. And I don't think the reporter knew was at the time what he was doing.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, and that makes it all the better. but yeah, like in jokes like that are fantastic. Love them.
2: Favorite favourite episode? Or favorite scene?
1: Oh. Oh my god. I don't know. There's, there's laws in there, but the dance is very good. Obviously, that's a, you know, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, um, you know, short fused MC Hammer with uh, a yeah. dance. And, <laughs> dance yeah. yeah, come up really well. Yeah, on the uh, at the start of the second episode, second, uh, second um, series, it's nothing much doing. Um, Tim and Gareth having a bit of a sing song. think it, out comes David Brent <laughs> kicking <laughs> on to the second verse of Menemana. Right, right,
2: yeah, the Muppets, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was almost one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, you mentioned you mentioned Rob Burrow, who absolutely still absolutely loves the Office, and it's incredible when he, you know, when he comes into that group chat where where you can only you're only allowed to to quote the Office in it, and you forget that Rob's actually typing away these quotes with his with his eyeballs, with with yeah. his eye gaze technology that he's using. Yeah, you forget. Incredible.
1: You, f- you forget what's well you see it on your screen and it comes through as a text message just like you you've written it and yeah. he, he's is still rob burrow you know he's been like all his career he's been the life and of the dressing room um and he's still that he's still doing that quote and um you know you know one of his favorite things <laughs> but i think it is one of his favorite things to do talk about the office uh, you know <laughs> try and make fun of others you know using brentisms yeah he's uh
2: I, mean, I don't know i don't know when you last saw Rob, but the last few times I've been round he's, he's had the office on and he's still, <laughs> you know, he, he's still yeah. so funny. He's still razor sharp. That's the the horrendous thing about the illness that he has. It's just completely destroyed his body, but he's so razor sharp and so funny. Yeah. And mindset and his spirit, you know, he's the one lifting the room and he's the one yeah. that he felt the hand he has. You know, it's, I mean, you, you know, we both know the guy. You've shared dressing rooms with him. He's just what, yeah. what an absolutely phenomenal.
1: Yeah, what a but yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm well. I'm rubbish in situations like that. I don't know, like um, every when we've had meetings before um, at the Rhinos, like pre-big games. You we know, normally have a bit of a a guest speaker or something, and there's something that gets the emotions going in the room. Um, and I tend to be, I can put on a stone face um, and get through it no problem normally. Uh, so people just think, you know, I'm, I'm that way. Built, but I'm not really underneath what I'm soft as soft as out and quite you know quite an emotional person and you know I'm I'm rubbish um when you know when Rob's involved you yeah. know so um yeah it's, it's hard to, to see you know things like that I'm at you know um it's you know it's a terrible thing it's not it it's, say it's still razor sharp and that's that's you know it's, it's soon as soon as you think of the bad things you think no, actually, was, that's not him. He's not there. It, it's it, Rob. Rob's still there underneath.
2: But it, like, it's incredibly difficult, and like, we've we've spoken a lot about it. And, you know, Rob's Rob's a you know a very close friend of mine. I've, you know, I've, I've been, I, I try and go kind of every month or so, and it's you know it is it's it's incredibly difficult. But when you're in that moment, it's it's kind of like you're there having fun with your friends for an hour, and you can see how much it lifts in. And I'm yeah. to have a laugh. And it's like, yeah, you're right, it's difficult, but you deal with it afterwards, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll gen, you know, generally spend, spend an hour, and, you know, we go with someone else. Barry's there quite often. Uh, Keith yeah. pops in occasionally. Stevie, before he went travelling, yeah. we come. Yeah. And um, you have a great time. And then it's like, it's, it's kind of when, it's hard. It's when, it's when you're driving off, it kind of hits, When you're you know?
1: leaving, yeah, it's like, when,
2: oh. When I'm driving back at the moment, I have a bit of a cry to myself, just thinking this is so bloody unfair, you know. It's so... Yeah and not only is it so unfair but the grace which he's taken it you know it's it's not like why me it's well why not me it's got to be someone i'm still making the best you know at the moment just yeah absolutely incredible bloke um seeing as we've gone quite deep we'll we'll finish off with a a kind of (laughs) a, a, a few deep ones um i like i like to finish with a couple of minutes kind of on on outlook in life and how you view life and you know, have underlined what, what Rob's mindset is. Um, you know, what, what's yours? Uh, what's What's your what's your outlook in life? I, I, I suppose one way of, of asking you, like if you were look, to look back at a young Ryan Hall starting his rugby career and finding out about the wide world, you know, what, what what would you say to him about what might be coming over the next 10, 20, 30 years, you know?
1: Um, do you know what? I often think of this question, but slightly different. Uh, as I think about... If I like, had a time portal now, and I went back to when I first started playing, because I, I am an A-style winger now, what, what would happen if I went back and I played that? Because I have changed as well over the time. I didn't start off being like I am now. Um, if I went back and I started off exactly how I am now, I wonder where it would take me um I wonder if I'd be here you know in you know in this in this position um and I've never come up with an answer so I don't know how to answer this question I've always thought oh that'd be interesting to think about and then I'd probably stop thinking about it but um some words of wisdom to say to myself is you know just be hungry for it you know keep enjoying it because as soon as you don't enjoy it anymore that's when you probably give it in um I've played rugby since I was 12 years old and I'm still enjoying it now. Um, That's why, you know, every time I play, I play with a smile on my face. Um, And I think that's important. I think that's, it's not a forced one either. It's genuinely because I'm happy to be there and doing something I love to do. Um, So, you know, my words to myself would be to along the lines of uh, get stuck in um, but always enjoy what you do. Um, And, you know, don't expect anything out of the game. You've got to go and get it if you, if you if you want you know if you want to achieve something in it you can never expect it. you have to go and get it you know work out for it. So you could there was a ready-made David Brent you could have given me there to answer that question.
2: Or was it was a question? Out? I'm
1: not doing Brent.
2: <laughs> always, always look over your shoulder because there's someone waiting there ready to do your job better than you do it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, as a final point, what uh, what do you think rugby league has has taught you that? kind of serves you well in life and has, has made you the person you are, which I know is
1: a good yeah, thing. Well, yeah, well, I talk, I talk to Tony about it quite regularly now. It's about um, the feedback that we give. You can give it in two different types. You can give a positive type or you can get in, uh, give a negative type. Um, example is, you know, if you've lost, it's like, oh, well, uh, never mind, lads. What we'll do this week is we're going to have a real good week of training. We're going to look forward and we're going to build on what we've done. That's a positive way of looking at Oh, The negative one is, that will crap that, you know, book your ideas up because next week, you're not, you're not, you're not playing if you're playing like that again. So it's the same, same thing, same things happen, but there's a positive and a negative way of looking at it and I am Mr Negative. I will respond better uh, by someone giving me a hair dryer treatment than someone patting me on the back because I just think someone patting me on the back when I know genuinely inside me I've done bad. It's just, oh, don't do it to me because it just, just makes me worse. So, um I figured out that I'm in a negative, I thrive in negative <laughs> feedback. So okay. if you ever want to give me any feedback, please make sure it's negative. Please <laughs> so tell me it was rubbish, but yeah.
2: Well, that's, that's well worth remembering. Um, Ryan, you've been a great guest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll let you get back to your, your, your roaring log fire, but um, appreciate your time and you're always welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, great to see you. Yes, thank and you, we will uh, see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to the Love Rugby League podcast. Know someone who shares our collective love for rugby league? Let them know about this podcast and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Eager for more rugby league news? Visit loverugbyleague.com Sports Social Podcast Network.